Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. Hey, Blue Kool-Aid drinkers. Big Z here. The Detroit Lions have come off another horrifying loss in the Minnesota Vikings. Another Hail Mary. Oh, God. Anyways, the Blue Kool-Aid drinkers this week discuss that game. Um, a few players that stood out and, well, we wish others that didn't for reasons we'd rather not speak of at this moment. <laughs> but then we also discuss a little bit about next week's game, what to look forward to. We also want to throw out there, next week we will be doing our first live episode what better way uh, to do a season finale of sorts? Next week, we'll be talking about the season as a whole, um, the grades on each player and position, and what to look forward to in the off season. It'll be a season finale of sorts. So please stay tuned for that. We want to thank everybody for listening. We always truly appreciate it. And we're sorry, we're sorry for the uh, short week this week on the uh, recording. But we'll make it up to you next week, we swear. But please enjoy listening, listen, subscribe, share, and Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Go Lions! Now here's the podcast. This is Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid. A Detroit Lions podcast where lifelong Lions fans, UJ, Rug Dog, Bob, Connor. talk about your favorite team, the Detroit Lions, where victory isn't just talked about, it's earned. One pride. Let's get this podcast rolling. Well, welcome back, Blue Kool Aid drinkers. It is December 26th, noon on a Wednesday. Um, the Lions coming off a 27-9 to loss at home against the Minnesota Vikings. We apologize for the late podcast again, but we just want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas, and Merry Christmas to you guys as well. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, yes. podcast fans. And a Happy New Year to all our subscribers. Oh, yeah, Happy New Year. And we, oh, we're, yeah. we're hoping it's going to be a great New Year for the Lions because this has been um, – Another disaster the last few weeks, especially um, with the season over and everything like that. Uh, Matt Stafford getting benched late in this game, probably for precautionary health reasons. Um, yeah, and getting booze from the home crowd. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. deserved, Got well earned. Yeah, yeah. Matt Stafford well. in this game, eighteen of thirty-two, one hundred sixteen yards. He averaged three point six yards Jeez. in attempt, which is. Um, just awful in almost every way. Um, yeah. He only got sacked twice this week, though. He got sacked 11 times last time we played the Vikings. So, moral victories are abound for the Lions fans <laughs> this time we're here. Hashtag progress. Well, we always um, like to say the Lions are leading the league in moral victories um, since 2000. This yeah. season didn't even really seem to have very many. <laughs> yeah, those are even coming in short supply. Yeah. It's been, it's been rough. <laughs> 
Well, I'll tell you one moral victory that I like um, from this game, and we want to see more of him, please. Um, Zach Zenner, he only got yes. eight carries for 45 yards. He averaged 5.6 yards a carry. He's averaging over five yards a carry this season alone. LeGarrette Blunt, 11 carries for 29 yards as he just continues, continues to meander around in the backfield. Um, do you guys yeah, have any explanation why they're, doing, uh, why they're giving LeGarrette Blunt more carries when Zenner is clearly the better option in the backfield? Yeah, well, we have a better chance of getting greedy uh, next year if we, if we keep running blunt. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, uh, we're on that top five draft pick. I mean, yeah. well, uh, I'll 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 put that in because actually that's a good segue there, Bob, because that was uh, uh, UJ couldn't make it today, and that was his one uh, mail-in question: uh, Is this a secret plan by the the organization? You know, they don't want to tank uh, overtly. So are they tanking subtly by just playing their worst players in their positions where they have better players? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they I, might I be. They might be. That's, uh... I mean, I think they know the season's over. There's so many injuries piling up. It can't hurt to get that top five pick. Right. You don't want to openly admit that. So, you know, might as well start Blunt. He's going to be gone next year, so why not just yeah. throw him in the backfield? Maybe yep. save Zenner for next year. He's clearly showing a pep in his step since he was out of the league there for a minute and got like transformed his body. So, hey. Yeah, he's doing the, the most he could with his opportunity, which is good. So Yeah, it's exciting because I thought he always could, and he, he got, like, such small opportunities in the past. But now he's, he's just really showing it. Yeah, absolutely, and – I mean, so focusing on this game still, I, it was just so upsetting. I, the Lions, again, they had started off this game phenomenally. It, it, it's hard to believe the Lions at the end of the first half were losing this game, considering how much they dominated the first half for the most part. But their Ooh. offense could not get, um, could not finish any drive whatsoever, which is kind of a Jim Bob Cooter staple at this point. Between the yeah, 20s, it's we... really good, and then fall apart near the red zone. We still can't cover the Hail Mary. No. <laughs> well, that's another point Kills I wanted to get to as well. It's incredible. <laughs> this was really bad because none of our players even jumped in the air for the ball. Yeah, I know. How do you give up a Hail Mary like that? That should be the easiest thing to defend. Is, how do you give up a Hail Mary like that after you already gave up a Hail Mary like that before? Like I know. How do you get burned twice by that? Like, ow! I'm surprised we didn't see Kenny Galladay out there on the Hail Mary defense as well. Usually you see a lot of teams putting their best, tallest athletes out there, and Galladay's clearly that. Not Um, to mention, you just notice, like, when the guy jumps up for the ball, was it Rudolph, right? Uh, Yeah. And he he goes up for the ball, and I just couldn't help but think, oh, those guys are so small all around him. Like, I don't know if anyone on our defense was capable of even getting to where the ball was there. Like, and they were they were all in awe. Like, wow, that guy's so tall. And they, they, they couldn't even jump. They were so in awe. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and that's an indictment on Patricia, I feel like, not putting the right personnel out there. Yeah. Patricia definitely does not escape blame this year. There's no way. I mean, I know it's his first year, but there's no way you can. I'm at this point where he has a lot to prove going into next season, especially since he couldn't even get this team to fight for him towards the end. I thought that was the one thing I wanted to see was this him get this find a way to rally this team, you know, in a lost season to sort of show up and play. And I mean, well, he got the defense going anyway. Defense, at least for the. First half up till that uh, 
broken play by Slay was just playing the best game I think I've seen out of our defense since that uh, year we had DeAndre Levy, and uh, we were like the top two defense. And yeah, but they couldn't play a complete game. No, they didn't. So it fell apart. Unfortunately, well, it might have helped if we could have got some of those red zone conversions. True, you know, and had a, a lead. I think that that hail mary kind of really took the wind out of the sails of the team. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. I mean, those are the type of big plays that decide football games usually. Uh, it's very disappointing. That uh, we should also note that the Lions have one Pro Bowler this year, uh, Darius Slay. I I'm very shocked that Snacks Harris did not get a Pro Bowl nod in some respect because he has been transformative on the defensive line. If anything, I thought Snacks deserved yeah. over Darius Slay, actually. Yeah, I agree. He tweeted about it, too. He's like, what more do I have to do to get a Pro Bowl bid? Everyone's like, I agree. Yeah. I was – personally, I was glad Slay got it. I mean, I, I wish Snacks would have gotten it, too, but I, I didn't think Slay was – I wonder if choice. it's that, like – if it's that, like, because he wasn't, wasn't on the team the whole season or something, they just don't really give him all the credit. Uh, but you got to take his time with the Giants into account, too, when deciding that. Like, he still played a game all year. Oh, that's true. Uh, that's, that's a good point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, the, the Lions defense did give up, and this is also something that's going to be had to work on um, in the offseason as well. The Lions, as a defense this year, I they are the worst in the league or second worst in the league, I believe, um, in completion percentage against their defense. Uh, Matt mm-hmm. Patricia really likes these bend-don't-break type defenses where they, they, they'll let the team throw it underneath. And uh, you need a good sound tackling, good fundamental team to make those plays. But at some point, it hurts you. And in, in this game, I thought it hurt him a little bit. Kirk Cousins is 21 of 28 for 253 yards. Oddly enough, Kirk Cousins is one of the historically career-wise, like, highest percentage completing uh, passers, yeah. <laughs> which is kind of uh, – I, I was just kind of surprised considering he hasn't done much. But maybe it's like uh, – he, he just goes, he's done a lot of underneath routes and stuff in his career, but they they say though. I mean, you see, he he, he throws it deep too. I was I was surprised with that too, Big Z. Uh, but uh, I think as far as our defense is concerned, uh, yeah, I think we were still it was still that lack of personnel that we always knew coming into the season. You know, like we were expecting the defense to be the thing holding this team back, not the offense. And I think they did an admirable job this season, but there's no doubt, like you said, that needs to be corrected going into the next year. Uh, huh. You need you need at least playmakers because, like, that underneath type thing, you can – that bend don't break. You need someone who can uh, take the ball away from time to time in order to make that really effective. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. less impressed with the defense this year than you are, but, but I, do, <clears throat> I do see it kind of coming together, what Patricia's trying to do. And I, I agree that's uh, the biggest thing is just talent. We got we need more playmakers. I think I know. Get this I don't thing really like the amount of man to man we see. I wish we'd see more, you know, zone coverage because I feel like that's part of what's hurting our turnovers. Is like we're not getting that many picks and we're definitely not getting that many fumbles. Mm. It's like the top offenses, like their defenses aren't always good, but at least their defenses are generating turnovers. So, right. like, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like we need to be generating a lot more turnovers. We were a little bit, I feel like, in the early parts of the season, but it kind of really disappeared. No, yeah, I agree. But I, agree. I think you need someone. And as far as completion percentage, too, you got to have someone who can get to the passer. Like, like you know, on a somewhat regular basis. And 
I mean, I guess Okwara started kind of became that guy, but he wasn't like it wasn't like he was just getting consistent pressure either. You know, we need that a real pass rusher who's always uh, you know a few steps away from getting to the quarterback. See, uh, Calvin agrees with me. Gracie, tell him to go away. He wants to rake leaves. Calvin does agree with you. Yeah, wants to rake leaves. <laughs> Very sorry, guys. Sorry, the, the, the hounds are on the loose. Hey, it's Calvin Johnson wanting to put his word in, you know? Yeah, for our <laughs> listeners, we named our dog after Calvin Johnson. So. <laughs> um. So there was an article today on ESPN that suggested the Lions um, – that. There's no inside information on this. This is a speculation from one of the top writers on ESPN uh, NFL, uh, Kevin Seifert, if you're aware of the name or not. Anyways, he made a prediction that this offseason the Lions will be looking to trade Stafford. Um, can we? And I just want to throw out there, can we nope. please stop this kind of nonsense? Uh, it's ridiculous. It's nonsense. Yeah. They just want clicks. It's never going to happen. It's just fantasy. I mean – if there was any, I, I already read a good article by, uh, I think, I believe it was Kyle Menke on uh, MLive talked about how cost prohibitive it would be to us and we would be paying him to play on another team and stuff. And after, could we just sign into this mega deal? There's no doubt Stafford had a down year, but at the very least, with all he's done and we know he's capable of, you're going to give him at least one more season to get his head back on, right? I mean, we know what Stafford can do, and I, I'm firmly in the belief, despite his struggles this year, that next year we're going to see the Stafford we know. Because yeah. I know the type of guy he is, and he's not going to have an offseason where he's going to allow himself to continue this, uh, you know, streak of, you know, missing passes deep and stuff. He's going to – I think I believe he's going to bust his ass this offseason. Oh, yeah, especially with the new offensive coordinator next year, we're going to want an experienced quarterback that knows the team well. Not some rookie True. to like test out. Uh, hopefully, a new system next year. I mean, this needs to be his <laughs> offense. You know, this is his offense. This, he's the guy. Like, they should cater to him, whatever he feels he needs. Because, yeah, do you think he should well, be a part I, of those conversations for like a new offensive coordinator? No, no, not after bouncing for Cooter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, Cooter's still under contract, isn't he? I, you know, he could come back. No! Well, Bob. <laughs> Bob, do you think Jim Bob Cooter should come back? Uh, uh, probably not. But uh, just to shake things up, I still think he's a good coach, and I, I think he'll uh, do well somewhere in the league. But uh, it, the the writing seems to be on the wall for him. It would it would be a bold move if they kept him though. Oh. That would show they actually have a plan. They knew what the hell they were doing. Oh, you know, it's but. Uh, what they show they have a plan? If they kept him next year, there is going to be a part of me that's going to seriously would seriously consider <laughs> not even watching because I, it's like, oh, you know how I feel about this. Ever since we even used him, I never thought we should have kept him on after his interim year after he took over from Lombardi. I just, I never saw his, what he really had to offer. And uh, I still think last season was more on Stafford and a super talented core of wide receivers. But uh, anyway, I mean, obviously, if yeah. they do by some chance bring him back, I'll I'll hope he figures it out. And and maybe you're right. He's a young young coach, Bob. Like I think maybe he just needs some more time to marinate in the league and and really kind of understand how to call an offense better. But uh, I don't want to learn. I don't want to really go through with that Lions. with him on the Lions anymore. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, next year though is 
uh, for Quinn, that's that's his break year, you know, make or break year. Agreed. Uh, you know how many years in he's got his kill of his coach for his second year, and it'll be his players. Yeah, I know. And uh, you know, well, as you know, like yeah, I've been on the Quinn wagon for a while, but even I'm starting to to get a little more hesitant. Like he, he we gotta yeah. get results. You know? And he has a lot of yeah. questionable decisions to be to answer for. I mean. I'm not gonna hang, you know. He's not ready to be hung for him yet. But moving on from Tate was uh, question, very questionable in my book. I still didn't agree with the move because I think it it really signaled something to the to the roster. Really? And uh, I mean, well, look, did you? I mean, the stat lines kind of tell a crazy story. Stafford went from averaging 279 yards a game with Tate on the team, and I know we were struggling at the time in other ways, but like he went from 279 yards per game to 200 and like one or something like that after Tate, like you trade away your best receiver and you don't expect it to have an impact on your offense. And that's just naive or ignorant. I don't know. I, and yeah, well, I still think he was, he had kind of given up on the year when he did that move. Well, yeah, and it, exactly. And, yeah. and it actually, it puts us in a great position for next year. If he makes all the right moves, we got, we got a lot of draft picks and we have good cap space. I mean, I think, he could actually turn this thing around really fast. True, and that's why I'm not hanging him for it yet. Yeah. And same with, like, moving on from Ebron. Yeah, we won't know until next Ebron year. Ebron was a questionable one because, I mean, look, that we have this what, a hodgepodge of tight ends that, you know, nobodies who came in and couldn't do anything. So, Toyolo turned out to be our best one at the end, but that wasn't saying too much. I mean – there's some yeah. moves, but I, like I said, not ready to hang him yet. I think he's. I generally like what he does in the draft <laughs> and stuff. So right, and he's made he's made those pickups, like you said, Aquara and Snacks, mm, and yeah. some of those. But then, yeah, like some of the moves, like Ebron. I think in, he's a net positive, but they're losing games now, so that's kind of a net negative. So I think right. next year's the, the the telling year. He hasn't been 100 percent in the draft. He's Deboer is a major major miss. Um, yeah, I think TJ yeah. Four gets one more offseason, one more chance to make this roster, and I, I'm not I ready to. I'm so. not ready to. I, I'm I'm a firm believer in draft picks being judged over a three year window. So that was his second year with an, and he had two schemes in two years as a a young player in the NFL in a hard one of the hardest positions to transition to. So like I, I'm not ready to totally. Uh, Say he's a bust. It's 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 looking that way. It's on the verge, most likely going to be. Yeah. But I'm not ready to do that. That that we'll find out more next year. And I, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't. I think Tabor is going to be done probably. myself. Maybe he doesn't have that speed yeah. to recover when he makes a wrong True. move. He's he's toast. And that was the knock on him. And that was the knock on him coming out of uh, or in the draft process. But I mean, then you, yeah. when you don't have that speed, yeah. you gotta know your technique and your 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 scheme really well. And and he, it's his second year learning a whole new scheme. So, I mean, yeah, no, I, I you, there's no doubt he played like I don't know. garbage all season. But uh, oh, we'll see. I I keep him on special teams, but I'd be kind of discouraged to see him lining up on the defense. Well, year, I think the only way he is is if like if we're if we're really in a win now. The only way he mode. is is if he has made some extreme leap. I mean, that's the only thing. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not vouching for him to be on the roster in any way, shape, or form, short of him showing no, extreme performance jumps. <laughs> so that's all I'm saying. We'll see. Yeah. Um. And Bob, well, Bob Quinn definitely has had um, – it's been hit or miss for him for sure. But in this offseason, I mean, we've we've seen through a lot of different organizations in the NFL 
Um, one offseason can change the entire complexity of your team. Look at the Bears. Look at the Browns. I mean, there, there's a multitude of examples Rams, of that happening in the NFL. Yeah. Rams, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, you got to get the right coach sure. in there. You got to get and the right personnel. And the part of the Lions, what they're going to have to do is do some convincing with some free agents and get them in there. So expect a lot more expatriates possibly. Um, the big free agent. Um, we can get more into free agency later. Um, in the year here and more later podcasts in the off season. But Trey Flowers is the name I look at. Um, ex an ex Patriot or he's a current Patriot, but he's going to be an ex Patriot. Um, looking for a big contract, and I would look for the Lions to try to sign him. Um, what does he be, play? He plays the end. Oh well, that's what we need. Yep. Yeah, I mean, unless we get it in the draft of the first round, depending on what. Do we agree on is done, there. or is that uh yes? Okay. I think so. Just yeah. I love Ansa, but. Same. He just can't stay healthy. Unless you can get him back. Yeah, He's too expensive. Back at a, like at a $7 budget. million dollars maybe, yeah. but not um, – I feel like he's going to get more somewhere else just because of the, the ceiling that he provides. Yeah. Uh, I saw some Bears fans talking about trying to make a run at him. Part of me is yeah. sort of for novelty's sake. I don't think part of me is for moving on from him for novelty's sake because, you know, players like that who just hang around for a long time without much production – I feel like don't it creates weird energies in in locker rooms and stuff. So, I mean, I, I I'm 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 for some new blood there. I mean, Aquara was a big standout this year, and so I'm really excited about him. I hope we can manage to re-sign him going forward. But uh, yeah, I think Ziggy's time in Detroit's done. Yeah, I, and I think we would all agree. So I want to move on yeah. to talking about next week a little bit. Um. <laughs> We drink the blue as best we can. Obviously, this is an, an all-too-familiar position for Lions fans, Week 17, um, where basically the game is meaningless, and it just comes down to what draft position we'll be at by the end of this game. Hold on. Uh, yeah. I'm going to interject because, no, I refuse because you know what this game is? We get a chance to beat the Packers at Lambeau, right? I'm not doubting that. So, I'm you know just what, saying no- the game's only meaning has – is what draft position we'll be in. No, the only meaning yeah. is that if we get to beat our division rival who we hate and despise, that's the only meaning I'm finding it. So, <sighs> Did, didn't we just I beat mean, them in Lambeau? That's not like a thing we need to yeah, focus we, on. I was yeah, but it's so fun to do, though. <laughs> the Lions have beat the Packers two of the last three times in Lambeau in three straight uh, meetings in a row. Like, yeah, we don't really have not about proving it. It's about just fans, enjoying beating them. Well, of course, anyway, it's always, that's it's that's nice that's, that's my that's right. my focus right now. Anyway, that's all. Yeah. I'm well, I guess. Well, uh, Rod Dog. To that point, I would say I, I wouldn't root against the Lions, but no, I know. I'm not going to be too too bummed if they lose. Right. Right. There's a nice. There's a nice. <laughs> yeah. uh, damned if you do, or not the opposite of damned if you do, damned if you don't. Whatever you know. Good either way, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, it's a win-win. Win-win situation. You, for a while. <laughs> That's what I was looking for. Um, no problem. <laughs> oh, but hey, uh, I was looking at the – so we stand top five right now. We're at the fifth pick. And it's if you look pick, at yeah. it, if we do lose this next game and some by somehow the Jets and the 49ers win, we'll have the same record. And I believe since they beat us head-to-head, we would be the third pick in the draft. Yeah. We can even be, potentially be a, the two – the second overall pick. Could we? I didn't. I didn't the Raiders win as well. Oh, we don't have any chance no, at the, the one. Cardinals got that. Well, lock, so like, we mathematically. 
Yeah, that's what the Stafford haters are saying. Hey, we could get a quarterback. Screw that. But, uh, no. Yeah, I agree. Not in the first <laughs> pick. I would, I would almost rage quit. No, I, I like if Stafford. We drafted a quarterback in round we, one. Because, I mean, then, fired on the then what? You just diverted your top five pick to a quarterback, and now you have two quarterbacks, and then you didn't fit any of your other positions? That would just be brutal. No. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. Really but I, I still believe in Stafford. I, Same. I think. Uh, yeah. You hear that, but, Matt? Yeah. We believe in you. So what do you uh, just? To, I mean, we'll go into this later in the next show. But uh, or if we got like a really high draft pick, what would you guys favor getting, or a position or a person? Pass rusher. That's my primary desire. Yeah, I would say pass rusher or an elite cornerback. Yeah, I'm kind of why I, I like greedy as you've mentioned before. But we can talk about him later. Greedy is my yeah. top pick, and but, he'll be playing you know. on uh, January first against UCF, who has a. Good trio of wide receivers, so good to someone to look out for. Um, yeah. And Josh Allen will also be playing. That's a favorite of ours in the podcast. January 1st as well against Penn State. Both those games are at the same time, unfortunately. So, and these guys are actually playing? A lot of guys are sitting out, you know, who are the high draft picks. As far as I know, they are playing. I have not heard else why, but that could change. Yeah. Um, but, so we could still get Bosa, too, if we end up the two pick. Maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> um, no, but things to look for in this game, like we mentioned at the top of this podcast, Zenner. We want. To, I, I personally would like to see more of him. Just, um, it, 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 it's just fun to watch him run the ball lately. I mean, in a season uh, of a lot of things missing, and I want to see Galladay continuing to dominate the Packers as well. He dominated them at home in Detroit. Um, he made some spectacular plays in that game. And I would love to see more of that as well in this game. Yeah. I just want to see Aaron Rodgers get hit a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be good. It is. Yeah, Zach, nice. I, I, offensively, I agree. That that would probably be my main thing. Because the, this receiver core, aside from Galladay, I don't see too much going forward with these guys that I really want to look at. But yeah. I, they tried to pump the ball to Galladay last week. And a little bit. He's, he, can't do it, he can't do it alone. No. And he did drop uh, one long pass, which he should have. Uh, you talking about is but... that one where he had to die for it? And Sa- I think Stafford overthrew that just a little bit. I don't know. That one was a would have been a, would have been an insane catch yeah. if he pulled it off. I don't know. I thought he should have. I that think one, but... Stafford will be a little more accurate next year. That's my guess. Stafford overthrew Andy Jones. He did. Should have been a touchdown. But yes, Stafford, he did. But, yeah. Stafford, there's a little bit of a trend I've noticed with him where he has a a ridiculously accurate season where he's just hitting everything and followed by a little bit of a drop-off season. It happened, I don't remember the exact season, but I believe it was the season when he hit Calvin between three Cowboys in the end zone. That year he was hitting everything in these tiny little windows that were just totally improbable passes. And then the next year... All those darts that he threw were missing by an inch. Might as well have been a mile. And, you know, when he plays on an edge like that, and then last year he was dropping – he finally put touch on his deep ball and was dropping dimes all over the place. And uh, this year not so much. So, next year we'll see. Rudd Dog, I was showing you uh, those two throws against the Falcons last year uh, on the Mm two-minute drive. Mm-hmm. I, if anybody has access to it on NFL Game Rewind, I would highly recommend you go back to last year, um, week three against the Falcons, the last two-minute drive. Everybody knows how it ended, uh, the controversial Golden State across the goal line uh, play. 
But the first two throws in that drive were absolutely oh. incredible, and I don't think anybody else in the league could have made. So if you have the opportunity to go back and watch that, I highly, highly recommend it because they were That's... two of the most elite throws I have seen out of Stafford or any quarterback in a long time, and they stick him back in my mind. Uh, that is the Stafford we know and love yes, and that I expect exactly. to see next year. Yeah. He'll be back. I don't think anyone – any real Stafford fans. Yes. Yeah, and one more, th- yeah. one more thing I guess I'm going to be looking for in this game is um, I-, I want Stafford to be as healthy as possible by the end of it. Uh, apparently, he's had a lot of back problems, and uh, uh, they said in the press conference, he, like, dropped a water bottle cap, he tried picking it up, and it looked like uh, like an 80-year-old man trying to pick up a water bottle. Cap. Yeah, I heard that. Uh, I heard that. But uh, but I hope uh, he gets the start. I want yeah. to keep his streak yeah, going. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, see how the game goes. It, it's just it's uh, incredible. Everybody's called him Glassford the first two years of his career, and now he uh, hasn't come off the field since. Yeah, I, yeah, he's he's a tough dude. Yeah, I know. That's why it feels a little disrespectful the booing of him after all he's done for this team. But I, I don't know. Yeah. That kind and of and one more shout bit, out to Stafford but... and Kelly Stafford as well. I don't, uh, if you guys saw the video that the Lions shared this week, um, uh, the Staffords have gone out the last couple of years or a few years, even um, to families in need in the Detroit area that, um, and gave like their, they spent the evening with their families and gave their children a bunch of toys and stuff like that. So it was really cool. It was a good, um, it was good to see. It is, and that and Big Z to add to that, just because he does, he did that, but he's he's well known slash not really well known to do all these crazy like philanthropical things and makes a point of not taking credit for it. Like he he's he's known for writing checks with the condition that no one knows that he no one you know spreads that he wrote the check and stuff like that. Like this dude is a high quality character guy, and I love to root for a guy like that. So. Yeah, I saw he threw a he threw mm-hmm. a, a my toy quarterback. football to a little kid and he overthrew it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. oh man! Hey, I love wow. Stafford. <laughs> Kicking the man when he's down. <laughs> let that let the record oh, show. Boy. It's at the record show. <laughs> <laughs> right. So he was some man of the year, Stafford for. Was it the yeah, Walter the Payton nominee, Man of the Year or something uh, like Walter that? Payton yeah. Of the, year. the Lions nominee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nominee. Yes. That's right. Yeah. Well deserved. <laughs> choo choo. <laughs> All right, guys. So it's week 17. Um, last time we'll do this in 2018. Um, the Lions going to Lambeau, playing at noon this Sunday. It's time for our very last. I'm trying not to shed tears. Uh, predictions. Predictions. So this year we are all five and ten on our predictions. Uh, the same record as the Lions. That's crazy. I don't. <laughs> yeah. I, that doesn't make any sense. I know. That's weird. We're still trying to figure it out after all these weeks. <laughs> um, so Bob, I'm going to start with you as your predictions for this week's game. All right. Uh, well, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game because uh, I think our defense is playing pretty well these days, and uh, and our offense isn't putting up points. <laughs> so the combination of the two would go for a low-scoring game. And uh, but I think we'll we'll take the win, screw up our draft pick, and uh, 
I'd say uh, we're going to win 14 to 7. Ooh. A low scoring okay. with two rushing touchdowns. Ooh, okay. By who? Who has, the, who has the rushing touchdown? Uh, Zenner and Stafford. Ooh, okay. Ooh, all right. All right. Uh, Connor. Well, I believe we have seen the last touchdown of the Jim Bob Cooter era. But I still think the Lions will come out on top. Oh, boy. Real <laughs> barn burner. Packers team that has nothing to play for. <laughs> it's going to be a brutal one, but we will come They're out They're going to keep the excitement going that the last few games have had. <laughs> yeah. Nine to six. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. All, All right, run dog. All right, well, uh, well, also going low scoring here. I think uh, that uh, – I think Zender's going to have a decent day, but – Overall, the offense isn't going to be able to do much, and the defense will keep the Packers to not doing much. And uh, I think Stafford checks with Kenny G on a deep ball touchdown to win the game, seven to three. Lions. Oh, wow. All right, all right, all right. I love the respect for our defense. Uh, Is that going to be a fourth quarter touchdown? Yes, a late one. Yes, late. Okay. All right. I'm going to go much like higher energy. scoring in this game. I'm going to go 28-24 Lions. I think that um, the Packers' defense is not all that special by any means, and Stafford knows how to exploit them very well, at least this current coaching staff of the Packers. Like we saw at home last time. I look for Mason Crosby to hit one more field goal uh, upright, just like he did against the Lions <laughs> um, in Ford Field. That was incredible. Um, but I, And then I, I – I, 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 Aaron Rodgers has been playing pretty good lately, so I'll give him um, some respect in the regards that he'll score a couple touchdowns here. But the, I look for the Lions to win 28-24. I want yours. Last right. predictions of 2018. I, Don't try. I hope yours comes <laughs> through, Big Z. That would be more fun game. <laughs> yeah, that would. Yeah. Well, we want to thank everybody for listening to Drinking the Boo Kool-Aid, the Detroit Lions podcast. Um, our, our... Hey, uh, Zach, before you yep. wrap up. What do we have a plan going forward? Are we gonna do one more episode for the year? Or are we gonna well okay so for, go beyond so for the listeners um, next week we're gonna have our wrap up episode so kind of a whole thing on the season we're gonna do it live in person uh, if you couldn't tell by our audio uh, we do these over the phone <laughs> so this will be the first time we'll be all in person we'll do it live we'll make it'll probably be a little longer um, than our normal podcast this is a little shorter this week but it'll be much it'll be longer we'll kind of break it down we'll go over the lion season as a whole what we'll do going forward and then we'll talk about the draft for a little bit and then we'll talk about our off-season plan then as well so all right yeah sounds like a plan absolutely absolutely very excited um but thank you everybody for listening um we we've had a great 2018 except for this watching this uh lion season unfortunately <laughs> for the most part uh, but we really had fun doing this podcast, and we're not done yet. So uh, there's we got oh no our wrap up yeah. episode next week, our big one, uh, you well, know, like a, a season finale of sorts. If you doesn't will. isn't this when the Lions season starts? At when yeah, the... <laughs> yes, that's yeah, true. So that's the Lions season starts when the off season begins. Usually, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> but for now, it has been nice seeing our listeners grow as well, grow with us. And... But for now, excited for um, the new year. I, we just want to say Merry Christmas, everybody. We hope you're having a good holiday. And as always, go go. go. Bye. 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 Bye.
charging Keep your Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.